Hi there, I'm Mimi Gibson, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Good to have you back for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 657 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week's guest on On Screen and Beyond takes us back to the old Disney films. One of the classic animations, 101 Dalmatians. She was the voice of Lucky in that movie. And she was also in Houseboat with Cary Grant and Sophia Loren. And she was in The Ten Commandments. A lot of things she was in besides that. And we're going to talk about a whole bunch of them. Mimi Gibson is going to be coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you'll stick around for that. It's going to be an interesting one. And I hope you had a great week. And uh, we are working. I am working very hard to uh, get up the uh, the shopping thing where you can buy some on-screen and beyond stuff, uh, glasses and mugs, t-shirts, things like that. So uh, we're getting close. Uh, it's taking a long time, but uh, I'm still working on it. And uh, hopefully within the next week or so, I'll have a couple of days, actually, I'll have that going up. So uh, anyways, we'll keep you informed on that. So I hope you'll be looking out for that in uh, the very near future. And uh, we have some guests coming our way that are just going to fascinate you. So uh, please go to onscreenandbeyond.com or your favorite podcast provider and look through all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond. We got so many out there, so many amazing guests. A lot of people are downloading some of the old ones that we have, a lot of old ones, actually, and uh, they're finding all these people that they just love hearing the stories from. So, uh, And thank you for the emails. You can get in touch with me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and uh, I will answer you, you know, as soon as I can get an answer or whatever. Sometimes you don't even have a question. You just have a suggestion for a show. So uh, we appreciate that. And I will do my best to get back to you as soon as I can. Well, we've got a lot of interesting stuff coming our way. Like I said uh, last week, the strike for the writers is over. The actors are still going through their process. Hopefully that will be coming soon so we can get moving along. But they are moving along with different things as far as uh, you know, movies and uh, TV shows and things. So we're going to give you information on that. It's time for remakes, sequels, and prequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Please hang up and try again. Remake sequels and prequels. The CEO of Mattel says that the upcoming Barney the Dinosaur film will not be an odd film. Now that's a that's an odd thing to say. <laughs> it sounds like they're already worried about this, but uh, we'll see what happens with that one. And the biography of Martin Luther King Jr. will be made into a movie with Chris Rock directing. Steven Spielberg, executive producing. And a remake of The Incredible Shrinking Man that we've talked about in the past is still in the works, and it looks like it's starting to move forward. So we'll keep you informed on that. That's it for remake, sequels, and prequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, 
Upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Paramount Plus is working on a new documentary about the 90s boy band craze with the likes of New Kids on the Block, NSYNC, and 98 Degrees. And it looks like Simon Callow of Four Weddings and a Funeral will be in the cast of the comedy horror film called Murder Ballads, How to Make It in Rock and Roll. And look for Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke. They're going to be starring in Leave the World Behind. Now, this is an apocalyptic thriller coming to Netflix. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Movies and TV on DVD and Streaming. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming, the classic film from 1934, The Scarlet Letter, will be landing on Blu-ray and DVD on November 27th. Justified, City Primeval, Season 1, comes to Blu-ray and DVD on November 14th. And on October 17th, the 50th anniversary 4K Ultra HD release of The Way We Were with Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford comes our way. October 10th, The Boogeyman crawls onto Blu-ray and DVD, and Meg 2, The Trench, swims onto Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K on October 24th. And that's it for Movies and TV on DVD and Streaming. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. Hi, this is Eve Plum, and I'm on On Screen and Beyond. TV and Entertainment Time, October 12th, the new sequel of the TV show Frasier with Kelsey Grammer arrives on Paramount Plus and George Schlater. Now, he was the creator of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In and uh, he was actually a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond and uh, I think we talked about this show, so you might want to go back and listen to that that show. But uh, anyways, he made a show called Turn On right around the time of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. And uh, it, it has the, the acclaim of being the fastest canceled show in TV history. Now, what happened was it was uh, given, I think, I don't know, 17 shows or something that they were making. It was uh, greenlit for that. They made the first three episodes that were going to air. They started the airing. Ten minutes into the show, some stations, not all stations, but some stations, cut it off. They said, we're not playing this stuff. (laughs) So they stopped the show and went into something else. And others protested about the show after, you know, the show aired. Then they just canceled the show. So ten minutes into a show, they cancel it right there live. It was... you know, <laughs> don't know what was so bad about it, but uh, it's uh, going to be interesting because he is now going to be showing those three episodes, and it's coming up on YouTube on Monday, October 9th at 4 p.m., and that's Pacific Time, and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you want to find out what that show was about called Turn On, 
And it's going to be on there. And I believe George is going to be doing a talk before the show plays and everything. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what that was, you know, what was so bad about it? Why did they cut it off after 10 minutes? I mean, <laughs> you know, and uh, but anyways, and let's see what else. Football and TV and movie legend Dick Buckus has passed at the age of 80. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to sit down with Mimi Gibson. Now, Mimi has a long career when she was a child. After a certain age, she wasn't in movies anymore. She's going to talk about that. And she was the voice of Lucky in the classic animated Disney movie, 101 Dalmatians. She was in Houseboat with Cary Grant and Sophia Loren. She was in the Ten Commandments and uh, so many other things. Mimi Gibson, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond appeared on over 35 movies and 100 TV shows, including The Ten Commandments, Houseboat with Cary Grant and Sophia Loren, My Three Sons, Leave It to Beaver, The Rebel, and so many others. And she was the voice of Lucky in Disney's classic 101 Dalmatians. It's Mimi Gibson. Mimi, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much, Brian. Now, Mimi, it, it was such a thrill to have you, you know, get to connect with us and, uh, you know, to, just to be on the show because your career, I'm just looking at it here. And, you know, because the uh, 101 Dalmatians is, uh, you know, a classic. What can I say about that? And, and you were part of that. And you were also in other, so many other things, like I said in the intro. Uh, and that was just, you know, the, the tip of the iceberg here. <laughs> Well, you know, during those days, um, you know, TV was just getting started really well. And uh, movies were, of course, very popular. And there were uh, quite a few of us that were working kids that just did everything. And I call us worker bees because that's what we were. We were in TV, the next week we'd be doing a movie, the next week we'd be doing voiceovers, the next week we'd be doing calendars. It was 
a very busy time for kid actors. So uh, kept us uh, out of the bars, except uh, <laughs> when it stopped, and then everybody went to the bars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, you all have also worked with um, uh, Paul Peterson, correct? With a minor consideration? Yeah, Paul, well, Paul was my big brother in Houseboat. Ah, okay. And one day when I was going through uh, boxes of photographs and and all the different things I had done, I ran into a bunch of ads and I looked at one and it was for TWA airlines and there are four of us a family of four a mother father sister brother I look at the brother who's my brother it's Paul and we had done that when we were about I was probably four or five and he was a couple of years older so I've known him for my whole life hmm. and but but when I uh, turned 20 I left the business and led my life and moved out of the area for 25 years I lived in Los Gatos and had a goat farm hmm. wow <laughs> <laughs> pygmy goats and but one day i walked inside the house and turned tv on and i didn't usually watch television during the day and paul came on and this was like 93 i think and he was talking about a minor consideration i hadn't talked to paul or anybody in the business in decades and uh, i saw what he had done working for kid actors and trying to get them okay after they were traumatized from their childhood. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that is fabulous. How wonderful, how wonderful for Paul to start a minor consideration. And so I called him up and he said, where have you been? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> Living my life. With the goats. And, <laughs> with goats and llamas and chickens and peacocks and you name it, I had it. Hmm. Anyway, it was very fun. And yeah. so he said, Mimi, we're going back into the union and we're going to change the Coogan Law. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I said, I'm with you. I'll be there. And he said, great. So for, it took us eight years, <laughs> eight years wow. to get the Coogan Law in, changed and to go to the California State Legislature where I got to speak. Um, I was kind of the poster child because I had done all this work, done all these movies, all these TV shows, everything, and not one penny was saved for me wow. because the Coogan Law didn't apply, and here's what happened. And I'm not going to take a huge long time talking about this, but, but when the Coogan Law was written, it was written for every child actor 
under contract. And that was the problem with the Coogan Law because during the 50s, all of the contract players were no longer under contract, especially kid actors. Uh, They just didn't have the contracts like they used to. And so none of this applied. So it was just an absolute free-for-all for all all the parents. And um, so nothing got saved. And so we changed that law to take out the under contract and also to make it a little more money and day one dollar one. And so that's, we worked very hard for that. We worked very hard. We, I, I came the farthest. I lived in Los Gatos. I drove down almost once a month in, in some months. I couldn't because of whatever, but I was down there almost every month for <laughs> for eight years. And then we stayed on another two after uh, we passed the law. And it's the thing I'm proudest of in my life mm-hmm. because we, if we hadn't stayed there and fought for what we believed was right, I mean, we had big stars yelling at us and telling us kids were brats and why should they care and saying all wow. sorts of insulting things. It was quite nasty and we just stuck it out we stuck it out they couldn't get rid of us and uh, so there we were and it was great i'm very very proud of that yeah yeah paul was uh, actually a guest here a couple well more than a couple years he, he was <laughs> quite a few years ago he was on the show and uh, it was uh, interesting to hear him talk about this if it wasn't for paul we would it would have never gotten done Mm-hmm. And Paul is like an encyclopedia. He remembers everything, and uh, he's just great. But it, if it wasn't for him starting the whole thing, we would have never gotten anywhere. Wow. And my hat's off to him. He uh, has been a tireless fighter for kids, and um, it's He's wonderful. And unfortunately, there's no one to take his place, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's the way it goes. Yeah, but. yeah. So with, now, you've done so much so, so much work, <laughs> and uh, is there any of, of all the things you did, is there anything that was uh, special to you, the, the, you know, the, the one thing that stands out in your mind? Well, I suppose houseboat is the thing that was uh, the most standout because it was the longest shoot I was on for a movie. It lasted about three months, and we got to go to Washington, D.C., and Sophia was darling, and Carrie was nice, and uh, he didn't know how to talk to kids, so he left. <laughs> us <laughs> and that was like oh, okay <laughs> and but Sophia was young she was fun she was um she was a delight to be with uh she wasn't the least bit stuck up like and she likes everybody and we had a great time with her and we got to go to Washington DC and uh the producer and director um, uh, 
Mel Shavelson and Jack Rose, um, they hired a limo for us kids and told the limo drivers to take us to see everything there was to see in Washington, D.C. on the weekends. Wow. Or when we weren't shooting. And so we got a real education. It was fabulous. Hmm. It was just a wonderful time. And we had a great time doing it. And that's that was the longest I was on a shoot. And I loved it. It was and memorable. It was such a fun movie that they don't make movies like that anymore. I mean, everybody says that, you know, but they really don't. <laughs> you know, I wish they would. Yes. I, you know, it's very hard uh, for me to go to the movies. There's not, not much that I care to see. And uh, I know that we have wonderful writers and yippee for you. I I'm glad you're back at work or going to be soon. Thank you. Um, I, I just wish they would write more human uh, mm-hmm. stories. And, and I understand they can't get them made. And this whole thing fell apart by the agents getting power and becoming producers. And then they used their people, all their people, and they're making movies like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you get stuck in a rut. This is, I mean, I'm tired of watching everything blow up all the time. I can't keep, of course, I'm older, but I talk to younger people, too, and I have friends of all ages. I have friends from the 20s all the way up, and we all say there's just not a good choice, not a good choice at all, and it's too bad. I mean, it's all for 13-year-olds. They have enough 13-year-olds that can make them money, so there we are. Right, yeah. So we're kind of stuck, and uh, I... I think it's just too bad because really what we want is a good story. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what we want. So if anybody's listening, good story, write a good story, okay? <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and I can't blame the writers because they have to write what the studios will will make in order for them to, you know, get paid. They have to make what what the studios want. And the studios just seem to now just want to make, like you say, explosion movies or whatever, you know, the same thing over and over and over just to, and a lot of times, uh, for, in my opinion, the first Superman movie with Christopher Reeves, it had a story you, you felt yeah. for him. But then yeah. after that, all the, the movies, it's like, okay, what can we blow up? What can we, yeah. how, how, <laughs> how, how gruesome can we make the, 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 the villain die? Uh, you know, it's just one thing after another. And it's like, like you say, a story, a genuine yeah. story that'll that'll get you into it. And that's what they need to make. Yeah, I'm a I'm a reader, and there is a story coming up. Um, I forget who's making it, uh, and it's coming out soon. It's uh, the um, murders. Well, I'm probably getting the title wrong, and I'm so sorry. Uh, It's the murders of the Blossom. Well, anyway, it's (laughs) uh, it's early in the morning. But anyway, it's about the Osage Indians and what happened to them when they uh, became wealthy from oil. Uh And it's that book 
and it's written by a man named Graham, I think. Uh, and he's a really, really good writer. And he really did his research on this. And it is a, a fabulous book. And it's being made into a movie. Thank goodness. Hmm. And if anybody gets a chance to see it, you won't believe, uh, you won't believe what went on in this of course we'll believe it because it happened to the indians i mean how much can we hurt and insult these people it Mm -hmm. just grieves me um i i i just uh unbelievable yeah Uh, Yeah. i i i used to like mark twain until i read roughing it and he he writes in his book so insulting about the Hawaiians and how they live. And I thought, gosh, we were an awful people that were insulting these innocent natives who know nothing, live far away from everyone, and and were acting like, ugh, you know, they're so disgusting. And he went around the country and talked about them like that and people laughed and mimicked them and made fun of them and i think oh my gosh it that it's it's amazing it, it really is i yeah. had no idea we were so awful <laughs> yeah really I mean, yeah really jeez yeah now you so anyway <laughs> you sorry were, no no that's all right now you were part of the classic, the Ten Commandments, right? I was, okay, so one of the most interesting things that happened to me was on the Ten Commandments. Um, Cecil B. DeMille knew me. He liked me. It was, I think it was his last movie, wasn't it? Well, anyway, um, so... uh, we were, there were three of us, Bobby Clark and the old man, I forget his name, and me. And we're kind of every man, we're little Hebrews going out of, we're children, we're going out of Egypt, they're letting us go, and we're going into the desert. And so it's kind of like we're, the camera's looking through our eyes, we're pointing out different things that are, important and what we see and what's going on so we're kind of here and there a little bit and there was a big crowd scene where we were in front of a blue screen a green screen whatever screen it was (laughs) and um we're all in our places and everybody had said god don't make a mistake even though and Cecil B. DeMille was up on a crane with the cameraman and uh his megaphone and yelling at everybody down below you move over there and you stand over here and somebody said if you make a mistake when he's filming he will just bring you to your knees and so we were all like scared to death that he would yell at us from up above and and so we we did our work and we did everything and he said Mimi Gibson and I thought oh no (laughs) (laughs) and he said good job and I thought 
Oh my gosh, it was in front of everyone. And I, oh, my chest puffed out. I felt so proud. <laughs> At first, though, you must have thought, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> I did. It was like, oh no. <laughs> How old were you during the making of that movie? I, I was little. I was probably five or six. Wow. So I was a little kid, but you knew by that time, I had been in the business since I was two. I knew how things went. I knew what was expected. We all did. All the kids that worked in the business at the time, we all knew how it went. And the kids that acted up didn't get hired again. Mm -hmm. You had to be professional, just like the adults. You had to know your lines, show up on time, and know your mark. And that's what you had to do. And we all did it, all of us. And, you know, I'm very proud of all the kids I worked with. And now that I'm back, I'm not working. I don't want to be an actress again. But I do autograph shows with kids that I haven't seen and you know, I use the term loosely kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but kids I haven't seen in 50 years. Yeah. And I'm so happy to see them. And we have a history that's the same. Nobody else has a history like ours. Ours is different mm-hmm. and unique. And we are, I'm just so pleased to be with people like Beverly Washburn and Sharon Baird and, you know, all the rest of the groups. It's just, just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. The tear to my eye. (laughs) And another, another movie, I mean, like I say, there's so many I could go through here. Uh, The the Three Faces of Eve, you you were in that. You You were in a lot of classic movies. I was. I was very fortunate. Uh, With Three Faces of Eve, they took me in and asked me if I could scream a lot. And I said, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And so they they, um, told my mother that I would be kissing a dead body in a casket, not really a dead body. And so then my mom had it. They wanted to make sure that I was going to be okay with that. And my mom talked to me, and I said, if there's a body in there, I'm not doing it. And so she said to the director, she won't do it if there's a body. And the director said, okay, there won't be a body in there. And so we did it without a body. And and that was fine. And nothing else, you know, I did my part. And I got a quarter for cough drops afterwards <laughs> from the director. <laughs> Jeez. Now, <laughs> Mimi, I, I'm a big animation fan, and you were part of the 101 Dalmatians. Uh, can you do, give us a little idea of what's, what was involved with that? You know, you played Lucky. You were Lucky. Right. And and it's interesting because I'm doing an autograph show on the 8th at, in Burbank uh, at the Marriott, and the Bambi people are going to be there. And the interesting thing to compare us to Bambi is that they took the kids for Bambi one at a time and 
no other kids were there at all. So they took Bambi and they had him do all of his lines and then he was through. And that's the way they did it. Well, in my day, when we came along, they had us all go to school in the morning And then they would call us one at a time because that's still how they worked it. And they had us do, because it was different, um, they didn't know how they were going to draw the dogs, the puppies, to our voices. So they they had initial drawings. When we'd walk into the the sound area, we would see um, storyboards all along the floor of of puppies in different positions and, you know, different little faces. Mm -hmm. And that was fun to see. And then you'd go in and you do every single line of every single puppy. And so when you were through, through doing that, you'd then be through for the day. And the next kid would go in and do every single line for every single puppy. And so by the time we were, they'd do that, then they'd draw, then they'd, you know, do some stuff, then they'd have us come in again. So after about the first two or three times, I think we were just then doing single lines, but we weren't really sure who we were. Wow. And so. I didn't find out who I was until much later, much, much later. And it was, you know, I was proud to be Lucky. Lucky's popular. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and, of course, I, I'm known for my nose is froze and my toes is froze. And that's, <laughs> that's a very popular thing that, that I get asked to say a lot. And it's very cute. And mm-hmm. everybody loves the puppies oh yeah and and everybody loves the the character of lucky and i'm lucky to be lucky wow were you at a premiere when the film came out i don't know about a premiere and this was i was working a lot so but i don't think i i talked to a one of the other kids uh, and he, I don't think he knew of a premiere. I don't think there was a premiere. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, and if there was, I don't think I was invited. I think I would have gotten an invitation or something that my mom would have kept. And I don't have any evidence of that. So. Hey, this is Joe Bonzel with the Oak Ridge Boys. And I'm going on screen and beyond. But, you know, we just kept working you just keep keep working along until you hit about 13 and then your career uh because 18 year olds can pass for 14 15 16 year olds Mm -hmm. and they don't have to have a teacher on the set and they don't have to have the same work rules they can work longer hours Uh and that's a big plus and everybody told us it would happen, and people said to me and my mom, oh, that'll never happen to you, but yes, it did. Oh. And uh, so, uh, and then you're in a totally different realm. You're like, you know, when you get, I worked a couple times a year for many years, but, you know, you can't, that's no way to live. And so, um I just left the business. I 
just left and never looked back. I had never wanted to be an actress in the first place. You know, I was just found by this agent who asked my mom if, if she would like to put me in the movies. And, and my mom said, yeah. And so that's how that, you know, that's how it went. And uh, my dad had died when uh, he was 42. He was young. She was a widow. She was not making any money. And it, I was the sole support of the family um, wow. for 15 years. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, Mimi, I, I, we're going to finish up here, but uh, before we do that, I want to uh, also mention uh, that uh, as far as TV shows, you were in quite a few. You were on My Three Sons, which yeah. uh, we've actually had uh, three of the brothers, <laughs> the three of the sons over the years I've had them on. And, uh, oh, sure. So uh, what was your experience on that show? Now, I understand that uh, Fred McMurray did all of his scenes, bef- you know, first and then he would no longer be there while they filmed the other things and the reactions and things did that affect your roles at all no the last role i did was i think it was the last one well anyway was just with fred and so we just worked on the day that fred worked okay and that was he was he was pretty old at that time Mm -hmm. but he was a a champ you know everybody that does their parts and and you know he he'd been on the show for so long everybody he was a lovely man and uh we just all worked according to how he wanted to work and who cares you know (laughs) that was fine he was lovely and he wasn't grumpy or anything. He was just fun. Came in, did his job, and that was it. Um, and those shows were fun. I think the most fun, and I liked doing westerns. We all did tons of westerns. Mm-hmm. And in the Rebel, I got to ride a horse. And, uh, you know, we all just lived for riding horses. And, and but... The, the Leave it to Beaver I did uh, called Brother versus Brother is about me stalking Wally. <laughs> and it, I think it's one of the funniest Leave it to Beavers. And every time it's on, people write me fan mail. They just love it. And it's really quite hilarious. And um, so that's, that's my favorite TV show that I did because I think it's really a funny one. Yeah, it is funny. Tony Dow was a guest here, too. I had Tony on the show, too. Yeah, poor Tony. I'm yeah. so sorry about yeah. Tony. Yeah. But, well, Mimi, yeah. I... I want to finish up with one final question. And, oh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> and uh, before I do that, I want to mention to everybody that uh, they should keep an eye out on these conventions so they can actually meet you. You're going to be at a lot of different locations, I'm sure, over now, you know, coming up and in the future, too, I'm sure. So Yeah, I'm going to be uh, in New Jersey in at Chiller uh, in uh, late October. And that's exciting for me. I've never been to New Jersey I wonder if I'm going to meet the mob. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mimi, the final question is, yeah. when you relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past when you were growing up? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? 
Oh, shoot. I, um, well, my favorite movies are the oldies. I, I've got to say, especially during COVID, we all, I, everybody I talked to, we were all watching Turner. We were all watching the oldies mm-hmm. and we liked all the old movies. I love, I, I, just love all the oldies. I don't have a favorite movie except for one, and it's an odd choice. And it's called The Ritz. It's from a play that was on Broadway. And I love all the actors in it. It is hilarious. And I think Rita Marino should have gotten an Academy Award for that. She was so fabulous anyway that's that's my sort of favorite movie although i have tons of favorite movies mm-hmm. yeah. and, and um uh, what else were you asking tv me? shows oh tv shows i i like anything with a dead body in it sorry <laughs> <laughs> mimi <laughs> i didn't know you had this evil side <laughs> And my books, I like dead bodies in those too. Not too gruesome, but I just finished reading a Stephen King book called Fairy Tale, and it was great. I just, I, I, I read 70 books last year. So I'm a reader. I love reading. I like reading Spencer books. I like reading, um, Michael Connolly is fabulous. Uh, and I like eating where Michael Connolly recommends in his books and TV shows. I watch PBS all the time. I watch uh, Dr. Paul, the veterinarian, and I um, watch regular television to watch the news to see what the weather's going to be like. Mm-hmm. I wish they did better TV shows on the two ABC, CBS, NBC. Come on, you guys. I know you've got it in you. You can do better, really. Yeah. So that's, that's what I watch. Yeah. Well, Mimi, I cannot thank you enough for joining us here and letting us uh, behind the scenes of some of the movies and TV shows that you were in. And uh, I thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And there she is, Mimi Gibson, the voice of Lucky in Disney's classic animated film, 101 Dalmatians, and a whole bunch of other things. So, uh, hope you enjoyed that one. And Mimi is going to be at different conventions. Uh, she's going to be at Chiller Theater. That's coming up at the end of October, and uh, the, who knows where else she's going to pop up. So, you keep your eye out for Mimi, and you can meet her and, uh, you know, get autographs and things like that. So, uh Hope you uh, enjoyed that episode of On Screen and Beyond. And as I said earlier, we are working on getting, or we, when I say we, it's me. (laughs) I am working on setting up the uh, store where you can get t-shirts and hats and mugs and all that stuff with On Screen and Beyond logo on it and everything. Uh, That's very close to getting uh, ready. So hopefully I will get that uh, for you and uh, in time for the holidays, you can pick up some, uh, you know, some gifts, you know, 
and uh, hope you'll uh, enjoy that. So if you want to get in touch with me for a suggestion here at On Screen and Beyond, you can email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We are on all the socials, and I hope that uh, you know you will turn around and like us and uh, get involved. And uh, we're going to have some other things coming up, polls and everything. You can get those on Spotify. So anyways, uh, hope you'll keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. Go back and listen to uh, all the old episodes. Download them all. Get ready for some more fun coming your way right here on On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>